just as we just take a moment, I wonder if I feel God wants to do something with our eyes. Uh, Day of Pentecost, Acts 2, and Cheryl's read it all, so I don't need to read it. But Peter stood up and he prophesied that men and women would have vision and dream dreams. And God wants to do something. We've heard a lot about a vision, a 100-year vision, a 200-year vision. And there's something very particular and very supernatural that the Holy Spirit wants to accomplish this morning in the impartation of vision. And so before we just start the teaching, I wondered if those of you who wear spectacles like me would take your glasses off and almost lay hands on your own eyes just for a moment. And I want you to be aware of what we're asking for here, that you're, you're, you're praying for the healing of your spiritual sight. You're praying for the fact that God is wanting to impart to you not just a little vision, not just a three-year or five-year vision, We've heard of a hundred year, a two hundred year, a vision for a nation, a vision that will change culture, a vision that will transform people. And so, Father God, we lay hands on our eyes and we suspect that you want to really touch something that will give us the inner picture that you have for this land, that you as we ask you to open our eyes that we would see, as we understand that no eye has seen and no ear has heard all that God has for this nation. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that each one of us, that our spiritual eyesight would be healed. I pray for your natural eyesight. I pray for some who have blurry eyes. I pray for some who need their natural eyes healed. I pray for those who have cataracts. I pray for those who have glaucoma. I pray for those of you who know that your eyes are blurry and fuzzy. And I say to you as you lay hands on your eyes now, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. And I want you to be aware if you have a natural eyesight difficulty, just be aware that the Lord will start healing that even as we're speaking and preaching from the word. Be healed. Be healed. If, if you feel any heat or any change in your vision, just raise your hand as we're praying. Be healed now in the name of Jesus. Cataracts go now in the name of Jesus. Cloudy vision now no more in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, well, what an amazing weekend. I'm just so pleased to be with you. I started to think, I wonder what the best moment in the year of each church is. And in my head, I was going, it must be Good Friday. That must be the most amazing time of the year for churches. And then I thought, well, maybe it's not Good Friday. Maybe it's Easter Sunday. That must be the top of the pops of all Sundays in the whole of our churches everywhere. And then I started to think, no, I don't know if it's Easter Sunday. It must be Pentecost Sunday. And suddenly we've come through 
Easter, we've come through the resurrection power, we've come through the death and the burial and the, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I started to think, well, well, what happens? And as I was thinking of joining you this week, uh, my Bible, uh, the, the way it reads, in order to move from John 21, and those of you who know that chapter know that in John 21, the Lord restored Peter. In John 21, Peter who denied the Lord, Peter who was a little bit flaky, Peter who had given up following the Lord and went back to the day job, in that moment, the Lord restored Peter. He didn't just restore him. He recommissioned him. He repurposed him. He repositioned him. And I was finishing my reading in John 21, and, and I had to turn the page. I turned the page to get to Acts chapter 1. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if we have to turn a page. I moved to Acts 1 in preparation for Pentecost. And in Acts 1, it says, you will receive power. And you heard that spoken yesterday. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And I started to think, what do we need power for today? I felt I was to say to some of you, don't leave this place. You see, in Acts chapter 1, don't leave this place until you have received the gift that your Father has promised you. But I felt I was to deepen that a little bit and apply it to us today. On the 4th of, what month are we? June 2022. This is a very significant day in heavenly places. What you were doing last night, lighting fires for your nation, worshiping God, asking God to open up the doors and let the praise begin. You were history changing. You were moving in the power of the Holy Spirit and I turned a page and it says, Acts 1, don't leave this place. Please don't leave this place till you have received power. Well, power for what? I felt I was to say, don't leave this place. Don't have those tough conversations that you've got to have when you go home until you receive power. Don't prepare your next sermon that you've got to prepare. And the gentleman who's up here saying somebody prepared five sermons on a Sunday. Oh my goodness, Lord, give us power. We can't do that without power. Don't speak to those children that you know are in difficulty until you have received power. And then I started to think we need power, but we need power as it applies to, yes, our church planting, yes, our missional communities, but we also need power to just live in the spirit in our normal lives. And then I started to read on and to get to Acts chapter 2 in my Bible, I had to turn a page and I prophesied to you, and you are 
I prophesy to you, Ireland, a page is turning, that you will no longer be looking back, that you will only be looking forward. I prophesy to you, a page is turning, and in order to move into all that God has prepared for you, you need vision. And when the Holy Spirit came upon us, Cheryl spoke it out from Acts chapter 2. Your young men and women received vision and old men dreamed dreams. This is to comfort old people here. <laughs> Wave to me if you're over 45 in this room. Oh, you lovely oldies. <laughs> well, I want you to know that in the Greek, it's not about the golden oldies. It's not about that. Your young men and women will have vision. And the old ones, the golden oldies, actually means those who are mature. So if you're only 19 but feel mature, and if you're 65 but feel mature, wave to me now. <laughs> and why today of all days? You see, a page is turning. That means church won't be the same. That means cities won't be the same. That means worship won't be the same. That means life will not be the same. That means cities have the potential of being transformed. A page, God is turning a page. And the thing that came to me as I was turning my pages, we need vision. In order to turn a page, we need vision. The guy who spoke about the church there, wonderful vision of two or three hundred years ago, but to turn the page and to receive a hundred-year vision or a two-hundred-year vision, we need this gift into the faculty of our mind and heart and soul called vision. And I suppose my question for us today is, what do you see? You see, if we have cataracts, or blurry vision, or cloudy vision, or glaucoma. Our sight's not quite the way it should be. What, what do you see, Ireland? And the thing that I was seeing, and I submit it to you, that you, you need power for your next chapter. You need power to turn a page. And you need to move into this story that God is already writing, this vision, this 100, 200-year vision. And the picture I had, and I didn't have time, I, I was working up in Belfast, but I wanted to go to some kind of garden center. And the picture I had was that I would come in with, with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seeds. And I felt in the spirit that if I could throw seeds at you, I felt God was seeding you to live in the turned page, to live in the next chapter. And the comfort for me and the comfort that I hope for you is God isn't asking you 
to live a supernatural life and live in a supernatural story. He's not asking you to do that in your own strength. He's not asking you to do that in your own gift, your own ability, your own education. And here comes the seeding this morning. You see, I've been praying that God would throw seeds and plant seeds. Here's vision coming. I want you to get ready to catch this. You see, imagine, imagine the Holy Spirit is here, seed throwing. Seeding something in your heart. Seeding something that we've not seen. No eye has seen it. We need supernatural insight. We need supernatural touch from the Lord to our eyes. And we need vision to move into this next season for your nation. And I started to think, well, if I did go to the garden center and if he said, what, what sort of seed? And I would say, well, not roses or not daffodils. What sort of seed does God want to throw at you today? And the thought that came to me is the seeds of inspired hope and seeds of inspired faith. Seeds of inspired expectation. And again, I just want you to lay hands on your own heart just now because throwing of seeds is not my job. I can't seed you with the things that God wants to seed you with. But Father God, we lay our hands again on ourselves and we know that we need a vision to turn the page, to live in the new season and to see what you have for our nation, our ministry, and our churches. And Father, I pray now you would seed us, Holy Spirit, you would seed us with inspired hope, inspired dream, inspired expectation, inspired and supernatural boldness, a holy boldness to do the works of Christ in our land, we pray in Jesus' name. And, and you might say, well, why, why are you so passionate about vision? The reality is in Proverbs 29 and verse 18, some of you will know this one very well. It says, without a vision we perish. Try and get this one. This is kind of important. Because we sometimes say, oh, on the day of Pentecost, we'll all get a vision. And we sometimes just enjoy that in the, in the worship moments. The seriousness of this moment, Proverbs 29, without a vision, we perish. But he who keeps the law, meaning the word, will live. Another way of saying without a vision we perish is to say without a vision we cast off restraint. What, well, what does that mean? Without a vision, churches perish. Without a vision, marriages perish. 
Without a vision, businesses perish. Without a vision, cities perish. We cast off restraint. And the casting off of restraint means we have no boundaries. We have no self-control. We have no direction. But with a vision, there will be life and there will be power. And today I so sense, and I'm not sure how God's going to do this, but I so sense he wants to touch you, that you would see, open our eyes, that we would see as you see, that we would feel as you feel, that we would know as you know. The question that leaves me with this morning, what is a vision? And I want to give you just three thoughts about vision so that when God touches you at the end of our time this morning, you'll know exactly what the Holy Spirit is applying into your life. You'll know exactly what he's seeding you with. Number one, what is a vision? Vision is when someone has a clear picture of what could be and believes it should be. A clear picture of what could be and believes it should be. And I'm talking for Ireland now. You can think for your business. You can think for your marriage. You can think for your city. Number one, vision is someone who has a clear picture of what could be and what should be. And that means it's more than a wish. It's more than wishing and hoping. Last week I took my grandchildren away to a summer holiday lodge and there was a big fountain and everybody had to throw a penny in the fountain. And so every day the children wanted to play three coins in the fountain, so we did three coins in the fountain. And they were saying, I wish I could have a big sports car. And, and the wishes were getting bigger every day. I wish I could have a horse. I wish I could be a spaceship astronaut. And I was like, so I had to do a wee teaching in prayer. <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's not three coins in the fountain and wishing and hoping. Let's throw a coin in and pray for the vision that God has. And vision means what? should be and what could be. When I first started uh, uh, my ministry in training counselors, I don't think I had a vision for training counselors and the Church of Scotland gave me the keys to a big house and said, there you go, you're on your own and we, want, we just want counseling in Scotland. There you go, there's the key. Without a vision, I perish. And I had the key to this. It was a huge, big sort of mansion place. And I got in the door, and I suddenly felt a little bit overwhelmed. And I said, Lord, I, I don't know how to do this. Please help. Open my eyes to see. Let me see 
Let me know, let me see what you see. And almost immediately I had a waking vision. I wasn't asleep. It was as if it was a, an aerial drone photograph video of the map of Scotland. And little lights started to come on in Orkney and Sky, in the island of Stornoway, in Inverness and in Aberdeen, in Dundee and Glasgow and Edinburgh and all over the highlands and islands and lowlands, little lights came on. And suddenly I could see God joining up the little lights with bigger lights. And suddenly I knew I was to plant a federation of Christian counseling services and wellness center. Vision is what could be it's something that could be, it's something that should be, and it's something then when you've got vision, whatever God's going to show you in a minute, you will have supernatural boldness to do the stuff that he's showing you. I had no, I didn't have a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Suddenly, in the heavenly realm, it was like, it was not, it was not me saying, I can do this. It's not the Nike. It wasn't me going, yeah, I can do this, yeah. It's, this should be, and it could be, and I know how to do it. Bam! And that's going to happen to you in about five minutes' time. Wave to me if you're excited about that. <laughs> It's not about you all planting counseling services. That's the bit that excites me. It will be bam, 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 beyond what we can hope or think or imagine. No eye has seen it. You haven't even heard of it. But when God gives you a vision, bam, supernatural power, bam, supernatural strength, bam, the releasing of supernatural resources, to make that thing happen. Number two, what is a vision? A vision is when God releases the power of an inner picture. When I have vision from God, even if I close my eyes, I can't stop seeing it. That's how strange it is. It's not something I've seen over there. It's something that is revealed to your heart. It's revealed in the spirit. Genesis 13 and verse 14, God said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, now lift up your eyes and look from the place that you are. Genesis 15 verse 5, and he took him outside now look towards the heavens and count the stars if you're able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. The exciting thing for me in this scripture as I read it today, Genesis 15, it took him outside the tent. This gets me a little bit excited because we're in a tent. <laughs> It took him outside the usual. It took him outside the normal. And sometimes we 
We live in a fairly normal, small kind of nine-to-five, normal life. And sometimes God has to take us outside the normal and take us outside our comfort zone and take us outside what we know and how to do it and why we think it. And God took him outside. And here's the, the quality of an inner picture. Lift up your eyes. <laughs> Look at the stars. And try and count them now. Such shall be your descendants. In other words, this vision was so mind-blowing. This vision was so huge. One, two, a million, ten million. You can't count it. You can't quantify it. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know how you're going to make it happen. But the encouragement is that God wants to give you an inner picture that even if your eyes are closed. And I felt I was to come from Edinburgh and say, lift up your eyes. I felt I was to say, God wants to take you outside whatever you thought, whatever you do. I don't mind if you're a businessman, an entrepreneur, a mom, a play school teacher, a worship leader, God wants to take you outside to show you something you've never seen before. And so he brings you to Nua. <laughs> he brings you here. And we sing our songs and we dance our dances and we light our fires. And all the time the Holy Spirit is hovering and releasing and nudging and saying, do you see that? Do you see that? Do you hear that? Did you hear that? Do you see that? Wow. So that by the time you go outside this tent, God took him outside. <laughs> and there's the inner picture that will not leave you even when you go home. And then the last thing about vision is that we have to be willing <laughs> to change our spectacles. If I'd had a PowerPoint today, I, I wanted to give you a clip of a, a beautiful pair of spectacles that someone like, I don't know, Tina Turner or some famous person. You know these spectacles that are like this with diamonds and jewels and, and all shades and everything. And God wants to give you something today, which I'm calling your 100-year vision spectacles, huh. as a gift. He wants to give you a new pair of spectacles. And therefore, my encouragement, my exhortation for you today is lift up your eyes. I had a little picture as if God was taking you outside the tent and as if he wanted to encourage you to come outside the tent and to lift up your eyes, Ireland, and see. And then I felt here was the whisper of the Holy Spirit. Think of God the Father saying, you know, as he takes you outside, he's saying, you know, I know it's been hard. 
God the Father saying, last two years, I know there's moments you felt hopeless. I, I, I know there were moments you were filled with anxiety and you couldn't see the end of it. And then I felt, God, here's the encouragement. Now lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. He's the giver of life. Lift up your eyes, Ireland, from where you have been. Lift up your eyes, Ireland, from the limited perspective you have had. Lift up your eyes, Ireland, from the discouragement that has nearly floored you. Lift up your eyes from the unexpected circumstances that hit you like a wave and nearly set you over. Lift up your eyes from the things that have not gone as you have thought. <laughs> Something's going to happen in a minute. Cheryl's told me I've, I've got about three and a half minutes. <laughs> God doesn't need that. I maybe feel I do. I had a picture in the night and the picture was that you were all walking around lighting 32 fires. And the picture was, oh my goodness, as if God was saying, come on. And I was like, in my dream, they're really doing this. I mean, like, this is for real. They're really, they're fire starters. They're lighting up the nation. They're undoing stuckness. They're releasing the nation from rel religiosity and from tradition. And I thought the encouragement from God is like this. Come on. The last point about vision, because I know I'm running out of time. Vision thrives when you write it down or you speak it. Some of you will know in love, I know in love, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2. Then the Lord answered and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run for the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hastens towards the goal. It will not fail. And though it tarries, wait for it. For it will certainly come. It will not delay. And I started to think, what, what have we to do? What have you to do? I feel, was yesterday the 3rd of June? Was that 3rd of June? 4th of June? I feel somebody here, and you will know if God's just giving you a little tap. I feel someone has to take responsibility and write a thing down that says, on Saturday the 4th of June 2022, we lit 32 fires for the nation of Ireland. And here's the vision, write it down. 
record the vision, inscribe it on tablets. Why? Why am I saying this is important for you? goes on to say, so that the one who reads it may run, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. It will not tarry. Wait for it. It will not delay. And I felt God was going to tap a few scribes, visionary scribes, to write down. This day on Saturday, the 4th of June, this is what we did. This was our history. This was the moment. This was the page-turning moment. This is when something started to be released in heavenly places. This is when we changed. This is when we moved. This is when we started. This is when we got our 100-year vision, not just a wee business plan for five years. A 100-years vision that will transform your cities, that will change your nation that will release the church and that will cause you to fulfill all that God has given you as a dream. My last question, and you can answer this better than I can, what is the church that you see Ireland? I'd like you to write that down. I'd like you as you leave this place to quickly Whatever God shows you in a minute, I want you to quickly write it down because that's what you're going to have to do. And I started to dream just for a wee minute. And I started to wish for a wee minute I could live in Ireland for the next few years because God let me see something. And I thought, hmm, I think I want to be here. Maybe I shouldn't go home to Edinburgh. It only lasted a wee minute. Don't worry, Alan, I'm not coming to live with you. <laughs> Before a minute, you see, here's a glimpse of destiny. We climb a high place and we look over to what could be and what should be. We climb a high place and we look over to what God is releasing in this season as we turn a page. And I'm asking you, what do you see? What, oh, what do you see? I'll share what I think I caught a glimpse of, but I want you to do it. It's not, my, it's not mine to do for you. I see a generation. When the children were praying, I saw a generation standing up to take their place. The church I see is full of champions. The church I see is a place of excellence in love and excellence in attitude. The church I see is spiritually attractive and life-giving. The church I see is a place of mission and goes out into all the world. The church I see shapes us and forms us and transforms us. The church I see is full of honor for young people, we saw that, and full of honor for old people, we saw that. And lastly, the church I see is on fire for Jesus. <laughs> and so I'm going to ask the praise team to come back for a moment. 
and I will probably ask if there's a ministry team available, a prayer ministry team available, and if the praise team could join me. And prayer ministry team, if you know you've been asked to be prayer ministry, if you could come and line up along the front, that would be really helpful just now so that you're in position. And I'd love if the keyboardist could just start playing over us as you minister. And I'd like us all to stand if we can. And there's one or two things I'm going to release just in the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's one or two things that God might ask you to come forward for prayer and just for a few minutes we're going to receive and so I'd like you to reach out to heaven just now to God Father God thank you for this amazing day thank you this is a moment where we're turning a page together and you've gone ahead of us. Father God, I pray as your Holy Spirit comes now, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we can't do this through a man or a woman or a person. We need you to take us on. We need you to take us outside the norm we need you, Father God, to give us spectacles that will let us see as you see and think as you think and feel as you feel. And I pray for you, beloved ones, Ireland, my second favorite place in the whole world. I pray that the Lord now would release dynamic seeings I pray that he would release prophetic pictures and prophetic words that would start to shape and form and transform. I pray for the release of new sounds and new songs to sing that will help shape and change the culture of your church and your cities. I pray that you would be able to see as far as as far as, not just down the road, not just across the hills. You would see as far as God sees. I pray now God would lift you up into heavenly realms and that he would start to release you into vision and into dreams. And I pray for a stirring up of prophetic ministry and a releasing now of visionaries and dreamers, of apostles and prophets, of pastors, of teachers, of evangelists that will go from this place and change the world into what could be and what should be for our nation at this time. And so Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, 
hover. And would you bam us, God, because we can't do it without you today, I pray. In Jesus' name. I want you, those of you, some of you know the Holy Spirit's on you. Some of you are weeping. You're shaking. You know a burning in your eyes, your feet, your hands. And if the Holy Spirit's on you, I want you just to quietly start walking to the front to the prayer ministry team. Prayer ministry team, your instruction is just to say, keep coming, God. We bless what you are doing, God. And just lay your hands and just bless and affirm. The prayer ministry team are only going to bless and affirm what God's doing on you right now. So let's worship and let God have a few moments now. Thank you.